Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational effort. The Ruck. It's been 12 years in the making and the Lions are back. Get your tickets at rugby.com.au. Indeed, hello and welcome to The Ruck. If you're just uh, on your way home from Mardi Gras, I hope you had a top night. Obviously tuned in thinking what's happened in the world of rugby overnight. We'll give you all the details in the next hour. Good morning, Timmy Berkey. Morning, guys. Yes, uh, what, what a day today. What mm. a day. Mardi Gras last night yes. and then today is Clean Up Australia Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of tinsel to be picked up, isn't it? <laughs> this is what I really reckon the election starts because Julia Gillard and uh-huh. Tony Abbott, surely they're going to be out there today yes. picking up in their gumboots or their double plugger thongs out there picking up all the rubbish that's lying around the beaches and the streets around Australia. When you say picking up, they're obviously both very attractive people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What's left over from the Marty? Yeah, Club? that's right. <laughs> A shade morning. of grey. Good yeah. morning, boys. How are you doing? Very well. Look, I had a little bit of a dilemma yesterday. I don't know either you can solve it if I, I did the right thing. Um, we were invited, Katie and I, and our kids, to a third birthday party It was happening oh, yesterday. Yeah. Now, it was in the park. That was the plan for this third birthday party. And Katie, uh, as is her want, she decided she'd make um, uh, a beautiful little pie for it. Uh, so, we, you know, we did that. It was terrific. It was a caramel slice. I had the gift. Then we got the text. The weather was awful yesterday in Sydney. Mm. It was like in Brisbane. Uh, I know there's a lot of Rain going up there too. So, got the text saying, party's been cancelled. Uh, Is that so, right? Yeah, t- can't do it because they, they live in a small house. So, we can't transfer it back into the ha- indoor. So, we went, okay. A little later on, Katie thought, you know what? I'm going to take the present and the slice and drop it off at the house, which is a lovely thing to do. So, we all jump in the car, drive to the house, uh, which happens to be down near where the block is. Where uh, all was going. So, we drive up to the house and then we look at the house and there are balloons and streamers outside and people there we jump the, the party has been downsized and there's been a cull and we didn't make the cut oh, no. we didn't make the cut and now we're parked out front of the house so we just, i said no kate put the foot down we're not you, stopping we're, is we're, that right? we're not stopping. it makes you feel uncomfortable absolutely what are we gonna do I, 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 did you walk in no i've eaten the slice by myself the caramel no, slice and you kept the present, though. <laughs> kept the present. They're getting nothing. Downsized, and we didn't make the cut. That's when you go home and sprinkle it with a bit of Ford pills or something <laughs> at the same time. Just a little laxative. Just a Absolutely. thanks for coming. Huge show in front of us. Uh, George Smith, he's back from Japan. He's playing for the Brumbies. Will he be playing for the Wallabies? We'll have a ch- chat to him later in the show. And Nick Phipps as well. All ahead of us right here on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. It's the Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. All right, let's get you some some results uh, if you've been out and about over the, uh, overnight and didn't know. The Blues, 34, uh, beat the Crusaders, 15. The, the Waratahs, the they, they are on fire. Mm. The Waratahs, 31, uh, beat the Rebels, 26. We'll get to that game in a minute in front of a huge crowd of about 12. Uh, the, which was a miserable evening, I have to say, which is you know some excuse. The Reds, 18, uh, over the Hurricanes, 12. You've got the actual crowd figure there, do you, Berkey? <laughs> what was it? 11,206. Okay. And the rain stopped for 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. The, the rugby gods said, well, we'll give this a go. We'll give it a go. Chiefs, uh, 45 over the Cheetahs, 3. The Bulls, 26. Been a tough start for the season for the Western Force, haven't they? 26 to the Force, Bulls, 36. And the Sharks, 12, beat the Stormers, 6. All right, what have you made of the weekend so far, Timmy? 
Well, I thought the Queensland Reds game against um, the Wellington Hurricanes on Friday night was an OK game, but for the Reds fans, it, it wasn't as expansive as you would have liked, but it was a, a four-hour sort of downpour before the game. And similar to the Waratahs, Berkey would say that um, disappointing crowd to come out to see the Waratahs, but the, the rain would have probably kept away uh, probably 10,000 people to see Israel Folau play at home for the first time. So yeah. um, overall, though, Berkey, you'd say um, there's been pretty good results, but... The big team that is going to be a huge mover in this competition is the Auckland Blues, who uh, have beat the favourites, the Crusaders, in the Crusaders' first match. So the Blues now, Auckland Blues, have won two from two, and they're going to be very, very hard to beat in this competition. Isn't it uh, the, the tries they scored, the little chip out of the top from Noakes there to score a try from you know, four or five metres out from the line, it was just that they, pl- they played a, an expansive game, they played out the front, they were bashing blokes, and then at the same time the Crusaders had nothing. Five penalty goals to Carter got them on the board there, but four tries they ran away with it uh, then you look at the the Waratahs game against the Rebels and uh, as I said it would, for 90 minutes the rain stopped it was actually first half was a little bit stop start the Rebels certainly had the momentum and all of a sudden it just it, the, the speed of the game in the second half was fantastic well, for both teams what about the Waratahs though? They're, they're both games first halves have been appalling they go in and Michael Checker gives them a huge halftime spray they come out and play brilliantly why doesn't he do the halftime spray before the game <laughs> just, just get, so they get off to a good start just watch an old replay or something <laughs> and then just come back in there and, and fire them up he, he's certainly animated isn't he and, and you can see the guys I think it's a bit of old school as well the, you know, the change rooms yeah, the change rooms are massive. You can sort of get lost in those things, but he's obviously got them very tight. There's no sort of forwards backs. It's just sit down and unload. And 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 you're right. It's uh, sometimes you just need a bit of a rocket to get going. But if they they're play, they're missing the start. They Berkey. Aren't that's they, the exactly right. They're, they're, they're missing the start. Starters gun go off because the, at the Reds as well. The first 25 minutes they missed it, and um, the Rebels got out to a really good lead in that first 40 mm. minutes and the Waratahs did really well to peg them back. 16-3 at uh, one stage, yes. Can yeah. I, I look, it's, it has to be rugby when this kind of riding happens. This is Brendan Cannon, obviously a former Wallaby, riding today. And saying before last Friday, the Waratahs had not won a game since April 21, before the London Olympic Games, before the discovery of the Higgs boson particle. <laughs> the he, Higgs did, boson did, wow. particle. Does anybody here know what the Higgs boson particle is? I didn't is, is that something... I didn't is get invited to that party. Mardi Gras, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> it's not nothing to do with Mardi Gras. It's the God particle. This is you know we're talking physics here, the world of physics, and Cano brings it out in his rugby story. Yeah, I he's mean, a front rower. <laughs> That's exactly right. Do you remember right. it's for Pilata now? What was it last year when he was talking about kinesthetic learning and we both looked at each other and went, yeah, <laughs> what is that? that? <laughs> right, what about Liam Gill? Now, dressing rooms are unforgiving places, aren't they? If you're Liam Gill, uh, you've come out there, you've got, what, a minute, and left, less than a minute on the clock. You're in front uh, for the Reds. You probably play something a little bit safe. He was trying to obviously boot the ball out. He's, he says he's never tried to kick with his left foot before. Is that the time to bring that out where he has the big air swing? No, it's not. It was uh, obviously a minute to go in the game against the Hurricanes at Suncorp Stadium. The game was about just about gone. All they had yep. to do, the Reds, was put the ball in the touch. <laughs> Liam Gill gets the ball at top of the line out, runs at the back of the line out, left foot kick, <laughs> air swing. Air swing. <laughs> air swing. I haven't seen an air swing for a long time, Berkey, apart from your golf, golf shot. But <laughs> Liam Gill, and then 35 seconds to go, he makes a decisive tackle right yep. in front of the, uh, the goal line, five metres out. But you're chasing now, aren't you? You, 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 you're yeah. chasing to make up for your mistake, and and, and when he did that, um, you just think you you just start laughing. There's nothing else you can do. Yeah, still, well, so still, much, still with the red. Sorry, sorry Timmy. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say that we we talked last week about the confidence, and there's been talking commentary about Quade Cooper about the habit, and that boxing may well have you know instilled more confidence in him. He was a little bit off though again this weekend, wasn't he? They're failing to find touch those, and it got a little bit of the Bronx cheer from the crowd getting on his back. 
Yeah, he did. He it's it's amazing when you have a combination like Will Genie and Quade Cooper for so many years. And he looks like he's probably missing him a little bit. But, I mean, Ben Lucas, the halfback at the moment, is doing a, a great job. But you can see Quaid, uh, maybe the boxing has taken his, um, you know, I suppose, vision for the game away. He hasn't played for a long time. So, um, interesting that, that the combination is just not there for the Reds as yet. Plenty to come here on The Ruck. It is your Sunday rugby show on Triple M. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show on Triple M. I'm about to speak to Nick Phipps. What about your air guitar action there? Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. I'm very, very good at the air. Your air drum is also excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you? Can I, just one thing before we get to Nick Phipps I wanted to ask you was the, the uh, Quade Cooper with his goal kicking. Now, yeah. Berkey, you as a goal kicker, the reintroduction of the jazz hands. Uh, he bends over and he contemplates the kick and then the little fingers start to you know twitch around. Is that his own invention? Or I think I've seen it elsewhere. I think it's been... Um, I mean... It, Long, long time ago, I suppose it got invented by Wilkinson, didn't it? When he used to have the, the cradle of the hands. And yeah. one of his mentors at the time was saying uh, to a journo that when he was a young kid, he, he caught a sparrow out of the tree. And he was just in a good place. So maybe that, that, maybe that puts him in a good place. <laughs> <You're> what? <laughs> yeah, so a guy called Steve Black, who's Johnny's sort of mentor, so to speak, Wilco's mentor, and this bloke said, you know, why is he doing it? He said, well, he, he, he caught a sparrow when he was young. He's, just, he's in that cradling <laughs> position just thinking, I'm, I'm going to nurture you. I'm going to get you back to health. And that puts him in a good spot <laughs> to keep the guy. And this bloke's just write it down. And Blackie walked off and goes, you lunatic. And if you believe that. <laughs> I'm not sure if this man is in a good space. Uh, he's had a terrific little period on the footy field. Uh, he's playing for the Wallabies as well. Of course, I'm speaking about Nick Phipps, Rebels Halfback. Nick, g'day. G'day, how are you going? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, mate. Uh, look, bad luck about uh, the, the other night. The half-time wasn't a good thing for you boys in that game. No, it was quite disappointing, and that's our second week in a row there that we've let ourselves down the second half. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the level of belief that we have, but, um, yeah, letting ourselves go in the second half isn't good enough, and hopefully we'll uh, get an 80-minute game together soon and, and put in the performance we deserve. Nick Berkey here. The, the, the speed of the play that you guys uh, showed in the first half was um, was outstanding. I, I suppose that's a, a feature of what you've been working on and pre-season for the Rebels? Yeah, that's what we've been trying to work on. You know, I think we've been trying to move the uh, defence around where we can best capitalise on that. And then, I think, as you know, we've got two two solid centres in the midfield that can crash up and play. And then we've got James and Kirtley who are able to finish out wide. So we've got a couple of good players out there. So we've got to play to our strengths. And we've definitely been working on that. But uh, obviously not in the second half. Uh, Nick, Tim here. How's your... Um, obviously, you, you experienced now because you had so much time in the the Wallaby number nine jersey last year. What what was that experience like, um, especially on the end of season tour? Oh, mate, it was amazing. I guess you don't really experience the full full squad when until you're playing and you're really connecting with the players like that. I think it's the first time I've actually been uh, on the field regularly, and I really enjoyed connecting a lot with the players, and it's given me a lot of confidence that hopefully I can use this year. And you'd obviously be realistic, you know, with Will Genia uh, to come back, but you'd love to be there or thereabouts, and with that squad come the Lions. Definitely, I know Willie's going to be coming back quite soon, and um, you know, good luck to him and his rehab program. Um, he's a phenomenal player, so I guess at the end of the day, when he comes back, if I can just be pushing him there and um, putting a few doubts in, in Robbie's mind, then that's the best I can do, and then hopefully, you know add as much to the squad as I can from there. Nick, can you take us through the, the, the bus scenario when you guys are going to the game? I, um, I was flicking a few uh, on, on the Twitter and, and saw a tweet from James O'Connor saying, um, heading to the game, 
hashtag clarity, hashtag focus with a picture of you boys on the bus. Wow. Are you focusing by taking photos at the same time or is it a bit of a distraction? <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't really make sense, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Put it away, um, James. Put it away. <laughs> No, I don't know what the difference in the, the bus to the ground is. Everyone's so quiet and people are usually listening to music. I think a few blokes get up and walk around and have a little chat to someone. But, yeah, I find it quite difficult when, you know, usually you're sitting there having a joke with the bloke next to you, but this time they're listening to some music to try and fire up. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, is there a great deal of relief around the camp that James O'Connor has had his hair cut? Because um, <laughs> he can't come with another weird do. <laughs> Yeah, he played that one role, didn't he? <laughs> he did, though. He did actually raise 10 grand for charity, though, so yeah. good full respect for him for that. Could you take yeah, him, give, could give you him take a few him? more? Yeah, give him a few more weeks, Berkey. There'll be something else happening there, won't he? Um, <laughs> Nick, I want to ask you, you host the Reds um, this week coming. Uh, what, what's your plan of attack? Oh, it's an important game for us, I think. You know, if we can come out of this first leg, the Aussie Conference, we've got four games. If we can come out with two out of four, that was disappointing. Um, you know, that, that'll probably help us towards the end of the season. I think they're, they're an attacking style of players and the Reds, you know, they're, they're building a lot of confidence. So I think the most important thing will be just maintaining pressure and keeping them in their half. I think um, if we start to let the, you know, Quaidy and, and Ben Tapua play with their solid back row they've got at the moment, they're, they're going to be hard to stop. So it's quite important that we, we put in the full 80 minutes because, as, as you guys know, they can score from anywhere. You've, you've ha- got a, a pretty good record at home, great place to play as well. But I don't think you've won overseas yet, and even within Australia, the, the away stuff is hurting you, isn't it? It is, yeah. And it, it, that's something that's quite important to us because at the end of the day, it's just... It's another field, and it doesn't matter where it is. I think it's quite important for us to to, to, to put that behind us and, and notice that it's just a field wherever we are, and, and you know it's quite important that that's where we get all our, our the points from. You can't just have a good home season and, and, and a bad away one. That's if you want to start playing finals footy, which we hopefully do. We got to start getting some wins on the road. Mate, lovely to talk to you. All the best for that pursuit and uh, being in and around that gold jersey when the Lions arrive. Thanks for being part of the show. No worries. Thanks very much for having me, boys. Uh, no problem. Hashtag James O'Connor. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Can you enlighten us? Yeah, what does that mean? The hashtag. Hashtag means you want something to trend or something to trending. Uh, so that means that you want other people to talk about what you're talking about. So, yes, they wanted something on the bus to... Uh, but you, usually, Berkey, you remember on most bus trips to and from the game, yeah. uh, especially going to the game, like we played that long ago, that was headphones weren't invented, so you had to listen to everyone else's music <laughs> on the way to the game. <laughs> the ghetto blaster. <laughs> it was the wireless uh, thing yeah. that day. Still to come, man, who enjoyed that era. George Smith will join us later in the show. This is the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show on Triple M. This is the Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Yes, where you learn everything, including the scores and including what the Higgs boson particle is, if you read <laughs> Brendan Cannon's article in today's newspaper. The Higgs boson... But if anybody had, does know what it is, or is you know, a scientist out there, obviously we'd love to hear from you. The Blues 34 beat the Crusaders 15, the Waratahs 31 over the Rebels 26, the Reds 18, the Hurricanes 12, the Chiefs 45 over the Cheetahs 3, and the Bulls beat the Western Force 36-26, and the Sharks 12, the Stormers 6. George Smith will uh, join us shortly. Oh, you Berkey, you've done some work, have you? On no, the I was just going to Western Force will be looking forward to salad soon as well. They would have been eating a lot of meat over oh, in South Africa. That's a tough start, Just get heavy, <laughs> tired. Yeah, they're looking forward <laughs> to the bye too to actually get some four points. <laughs> that's right. That's what they want. It's the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. This is the Ruck, the Sunday rugby show.
The Ruck on Triple M. Well, he's back from Japan for a three-month stint with the Brumbies, and already most people have picked George Smith to add to his 110 Wallaby caps. He joins us right here, right now. First of all, George, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back in Australia. Yeah. Look, I know you don't want to get ahead of yourself, obviously, in that regard. What, have you had a couple of training runs? Uh, I went down to Canberra on Friday morning, had with the players, and uh, obviously met a few of the players that I hadn't met uh, since I left in 2010, and then, uh, then went back to Sydney to see the family, and then I'll be back in Canberra on, uh, tonight. Uh, George, Tim here. Tell me about your um, time away you, in Toulon for a year or so, and then, then you went to Japan to Suntory. What was the difference in cultures like from playing in France compared with playing in Japan? Oh, well, the football's uh, extremely different in terms of the, the physical size of the people. Um, I went to Lon and had a season there with uh, in, in the top le- uh, in the top fourteen, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a physical game over there. Um, not as fast as as, as a Japan top league is, but uh, uh, still still quite um, uh, you know tough a tough uh, game to play in. But then moving over to Japan in in two thousand eleven and having two seasons with uh, Suntory Sunglass. Um, yeah, it's just a, a real fast game. Uh, not as structured as, as Super Rugby would be, but um, it's very dependent on which team you're in. You know, the, the game can open up a fair bit within top league uh, because the quality of opposition varies uh, throughout the, the competition. But, um, you know, there are tough games. Georgie, Berkey here. Mate, when you went back down to Brumby land, did you get the same locker? <laughs> um, well, I wasn't actually given a locker when I was there anyway. Um, but a lot has a lot has changed since uh, since I've been uh, well since I left. Uh, so, do you have to earn your stripes again, so to speak? <laughs> well, I think so. Well, um, I, haven't, I haven't had a chance to get into Canberra Stadium and see the locker room, but uh, you know, hopefully, I do do get the same one that I had there. But within the, the training facility, mate, everything's changed and, and changed for the better. I think you know the. The way that the, the boys turn up for everyone has breakfast and lunch together, and um, and the and the way they interact, uh, it, it's been been a good uh, good experience so far. Now, George, you're on a 12 week loan from Suntory to Br- the Brumbies. Uh, what's your what do you want to get out of the 12 weeks? Do you want to have an opportunity to obviously one start with the Brumbies, um, and then if available and if required, would you play for the Wallabies if you're asked by Robbie Deans against the British Lions? Yeah, first and foremost, you know, I just said I have to earn my, earn my earn a spot within the in the twenty two with the Brumbies, and um, you know, it is, is a twelve uh, twelve week um, uh, stint there. And Suntory, Sunglass have been uh, kind enough to allow me to do that because I'm contracted to them uh, for next season. Um, look, I'll, I'll it, it is enticing to try, uh, to play for the Wallabies again uh, with with the Lions. Um, the Lions tour being a being a you know a character that that, that would be. Uh, good, good take on, but um, I really can't. But I suppose, mate. When, when, but when, but when you left, though, George, there wasn't the number seven breakaway stocks like there is now with Michael Hooper, um, obviously David Pocock there as well, and Liam Gill. What have you made of those two guys? I think they've been fantastic in the way they've performed on last season and also this season so far. Um, it is, it is great that we do have uh, plenty of stock within that within that number seven position. But I think uh, you know, for myself, I'm not really looking. To the Wallabies at this stage, you know, I'm looking at uh, the Brumbies and, and how I can perform there. You know, I'm, I've come back so uh, after having two really good seasons with um, with Suntory, and I just want to test myself as a player. And this is what allows me to do that on the Super Rugby uh, Championship. So that, that's my focus. My focus isn't uh, for the Wallabies. Um, 
my focus is with the Brumbies and to test myself as a rugby player. Georgie, I, I, I heard you. I heard you just quickly. I heard you send a text message to the other boys saying, "I've played 110 test matches. How many you played? Is that right?" I've sent that to a number of uh, <laughs> players and, and coaches as well. Yeah. You didn't send it to Nathan Sharp, obviously, because he's played 116. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have got uh, the Johnny Farnham call from a number of media persons uh, already, and I thought Sharpie had that already. But. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, it'd be a great comeback. Uh, I, we'd love to see you there. And obviously, you played other than number seven while you've been away. Haven't you played other spots in the, in the back row? Are you a better player now than when you left? I think my, I don't think my rugby awareness, my my rugby, uh, uh, I guess knowledge is a lot sharper. Yeah. Um, you know, I've played in the the number six and number eight role predominantly in in, in Japan, and uh, that that's been my, uh, you know, big big thing. I've improved on my rugby awareness and the way to read a game and uh, and and what to do and what not to do on the field. Um, hey, George, what 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 about your your Japanese language, mate, and your French language? What's that like? <laughs> Not good. Not not, not that great. <laughs> I, I can get by ordering food. And I think that's the main thing that you need to do. But uh, um, it, it's not great. I've got a bit of pigeon, yeah. uh, French, and, and Japanese, and, and English as well. So. <laughs> Have you learned any of the words of you know how to abuse a referee on the field in Japanese or French? That's important. I would have thought. Yeah, well, I find it's better saying it in English, so they don't understand you. <laughs> ah, good man. So your awareness has improved. Brilliant. George Smith, look, all the best with uh, whether it be the three months or whether it be to come back and play against the Lions again 12 years later, which would be sensational. And thanks for being part of the ruck. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good on you, Smithy. Yeah, the legendary George Smith. I wonder, I, wonder how, I wonder how he goes now when he goes to the sushi and says, so, boys, let's have some sushi. We're like, no, no, no. You'd be disappointed every time he comes back here. <laughs> It's The Rock, your Sunday rugby show. Triple M. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. I will wait. Matthew Burke has moved from air guitar to air banjo. It's particularly fast fingers there, Sunshine. That was excellent. <laughs> no, 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 that was Tim. Nah, Timmy. I love a banjo. Yeah, no, no, you do. <laughs> Queenslanders, we love a banjo. Yeah, you do, and you love a pair, a pair of shorts, don't you? Quite, you're wearing shorts that look a little bit like they're from the 70s. Um, yeah, they're the old, remember the old rugby league shorts yeah. with no pockets? Yes. Where you had to put your mouth guard just over the top, and you couldn't <laughs> put your mouth guard in the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. When they developed the shorts, though, they had the little side pockets where you could put a little bit of foam down the side so they keep a bit of protection. Oh, how yeah, good were they? Yeah, very they were, they were a brand called Westmont. Listen to you. <laughs> You've still got one them of your too, sponsors. You? Are they yes, I've still, still got a pair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is, I'm very intrigued to hear what you two gentlemen have to offer on this. Now, look, we all know how important this Lions tour is. The tickets for the tests sold out within 15 minutes or something sensational, which is just brilliant. We're very excited. It happens only once every 12 years. So the notion that we as a team, as a nation, are ready for this contest, I think, is incredibly important. Uh, a great deal of importance has been put on it by Robbie Deans, the coach of the Wallabies, and by the ARU. They've decided, and in a move that seems to be slightly uh, controversial too, I guess it's a virtual quarantine for 25 players who are in and around that squad, who will be that squad. So they will be withdrawn from club duties during that period. Now, they're including it could be games that are, are quite cr- crucial. It could be, the, I think, the Waratahs and the Brumbies, it may be, a, a game yeah. within that window. Now, if... This is a game that has importance within the Super 15s. If the the key players aren't there, how does that affect it? What are your thoughts, Timmy? Well, I actually think it's probably not a bad call. I, I quite like it because Bill Pulver, the new CEO of Australian Rugby, has come out early with Robbie Deans and said, this is the three-week window 
before the the first test match starts in Brisbane yep. that we need these players fit and ready to go to give the Wallabies and Bill Pulver has said before that the Wallabies is the best brand that the Australian Rugby Union has got. So they've got to make sure this year to re-engage people in the rugby. Obviously, you need to play entertaining rugby, but really important to give the players and the Australian Rugby the best opportunity to try and win these three test matches in the test match series. So if you, you've got to have Will Guinea, Quade Cooper, James Wall, David Pocock, Kurtley Beal, James O'Connor, mm-hmm. those six players fit and ready to go in that first test match. If... There's injuries throughout Super Rugby, you know, five or six weeks prior to that. Well, that's obviously just bad luck and part of the game. But uh, I think what Bill Pulver, Berkey and um, you, Robbie Deans are trying to do is making sure they've got the best players available for that first test match in Brisbane. Well, the Lions then will go into that game uh, after playing uh, a game in Hong Kong to start with, which was a, a barbarian stop number, just to get the guys familiar with each other. They then sort of go through the West and come through, you know, Victoria, and they play also New South Wales the week before. And that. So that'll be the... That'll be their test team, no doubt about it. They, when they play, when they take on the, the Waratahs, the week yep. out from the test match, so they'll get that first and last hit out, so to speak. It says here in, the, in this little press release here, the last time the Lions toured Australia in 2001, Wallabies had a, a three-week window. I'm, I can't remember back to that, but um, whether we did or not, obviously we did, but Super Rugby didn't go as long. So we, yep. at that stage there, you went back and played club footy, so it was sort of okay to be released. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot of games now, Berkey, as well. But the probably the, the, the main issue is is that people who have gone out, Tony, and bought tickets yep. for the Waratahs match yep. and for the Reds match versus the Lions, thinking that they would get you know every single player available, won't have those players available. The Waratahs now might be without eight to ten players, and the Reds might be without eight to ten mm. players for those matches. And as a, as a um, provincial player, you want to play for your state against the Lions. You only get one chance. 12 years is the only time the Lions tour. The, the notion, though, that uh, and I completely agree with you, we, nobody wants to see those key players injured and therefore unavailable. Mm. But what about being slightly game rusty if you're not playing? I mean, does, is there a, a case for, for playing you know, in the lead-up to such an important game? Yeah, I think there'll be different circumstances. And, Berkey, I'm not sure what you think about it, but if there's someone like a Will Genya who's been injured and hasn't played for five or six weeks, they will let him play. So there'll be different circumstances for different players, but I think they've put a... This is the foundation we'd like to see. If someone's been out for five weeks and they haven't played, they will need to play a couple of weeks before potentially being available for that test match. I think you can see it from the first weeks of, of Super Rugby, that you know, if you haven't played for a while, and, and say Waratahs had a bye for that first week, yes, they played Crusaders on the... The Thursday night, but they weren't up to scratch in that first game against the Reds. So there, there's a big push to be able to get the guys on the field and play. There's nothing like blowing the whistle and starting a game rather than you can do as much as, as you can at training and try and, uh, I suppose, simulate, if that's the word, but it's just not the same. It's yeah. certainly going to hurt the franchises, though, isn't it? You know, the Reds, mm. the Waratahs, the Rebels, the Force, uh, to a certain extent, and also the Brumbies. Those two or three weeks leading into that first test match, they'll be without, you know, up to eight to ten players each. Mm, yeah. Well, as you say, it's all about the Wallabies and it's all about the Lions. Very excited and looking forward to it. This is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show on Triple M. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Sadly, not much time to share with you, but really what is time? Uh, it's just an abstract uh, idea, isn't it, time? Given if you're Brendan Cannon, a man who did put his head in a lot of rugby scrums <laughs> writing in the paper today, I'm still trying to get around my head around it. Uh, describing the Waratahs, the last time they won, it was before the London Olympic Games and the discovery of the Higgs boson particle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still not completely sure what the Higgs boson particle is, what it has to do with rugby. Berkey, have you made, had done any research during our hour? I've done some research, and mm-hmm. something about uh, 
collisions of particles. Maybe he's, he's oh. sort of referencing the collision of the scrum. Okay. So I had a look on <clears throat> Wikipedia this morning oh, just to sort work, of get yeah. a, a real good understanding. Mm-hmm. And, and a, something flashed up, warning, this article may be too technical for most readers to understand. <laughs> Please help improve this article to make it understandable to non-experts. Ah, uh, somebody called Brendan Cannon to get onto Wikipedia. <laughs> we'll all come clear. This is The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Triple M, this is The Ruck, your Sunday Rugby Show. Sadly, it's where we are about to head off. Before we do, just looking at things other than rugby quickly, uh, it's a question I need to ask Tim Horan and Matt Burke about whether the captain is always right. You may have watched uh, last night the second test from Hyderabad in India, Australia, again uh, getting plundered, it seems. Now, they were nine for 237. Nine wickets down for 237, and, and Michael Clark playing brilliantly, obviously better than Bradman. Uh, he got 90-odd. Without him, we, we, aren't, we aren't a team. There is no Australian team without Michael Clark at the moment. So he gets his 90-odd, uh, goes for quick runs at the end because the tail is collapsing around him. He gets out for 92. So we're nine for t- 237. Xavier Doherty at the crease, alongside James Pattinson, who can bat. Uh, and I'm thinking 237, that's not enough runs. Mm. Uh, it's a long way short of enough runs. Michael Clark doesn't think that. He comes to the, to the door, claps the hands. In you come, boys. Brings he declares, in. brings That'll him in. Do. That's enough. We've got enough. We can roll these boys for less than that. So they can have three overs at the Indians before the end of play. When none, no wickets for five. Now, is that... They obliged. They, 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 they walked off the pitch. They, they, didn't, they didn't say, hey, I'm... No, they didn't well, say... Well, they were a bit hesitant early. They were. What are you doing taking me off? Yeah. Like, I reckon there's a, Michael Clark's either had a bet with Xavier Doherty with his average. <laughs> yeah. And, and wanted average. to get him off it. Or... He was playing cards before he went out there and said, listen, we want you to get back to the table. We've got to finish the game of cards. <laughs> like Doug Walters having to finish his cigarette. That's <laughs> it, yeah. Right. Yes. brilliant. Are they always right, though, the captains? Tell me, have you been in that situation? Oh, I'm always right. I mean, you've got to go with them. I remember um, John Eels, great captain for the Wallabies many years, was told by his coach at the time, Greg Smith, in New Zealand, um, against um, the All Blacks in Wellington, and was told not to stand up to the Harker. The first time ever... Uh. In all my matches against the All Blacks, 23 matches against the All Blacks, we never stood up to the Harker. Was John Eels right? Probably not, because we lost by 40 points. So, <laughs> <laughs> 43-6, I think it was a day. Hey, uh, I remember uh, Eels, he was to run up to him and um, have a shot at goal. And, uh, you know, was he always right? And, and you could sense the crowd sometimes. They want you to kick for touch. Yes. So I'd run up to the mark and say, Eelsy, Eelsy, let, mate, let's go for goal, let's go for goal, put the points on. But I'd be pointing towards the sideline. So the crowd would go, yeah, woo, yeah. And then he would say, uh, have a shot at goal, thanks, sir. And I'd go, mate, correct decision, well done. <laughs> All of a sudden, the, 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 the crowd goes, oh, Eelsy, how bad's that? <laughs> His fault. Yeah. His fault. I love it. All right, before we go, just quickly, Tim, what's happening next week? Uh, they cover great games next week. Uh, Hurricanes are going to host the Crusaders. It'll be a big game. The Rebels in Melbourne host the Reds on Friday night. And also, obviously, the Brumbies will host the Tars in Canberra. Couple, another big game, the, Stor- the Stormers in Cape Town will host the Chiefs uh, from Hamilton, uh, last year's winners. So a couple of big games in the force. Get the bye this week and get four points. Oh, they're off and running. Get out and enjoy your footy. Try to work out what the Higgs boson particle is. We'll be back <laughs> next week. See ya. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show.